Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 206 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth, and this week we have a very special guest co-host. Carly is off on an adventure, but I want to introduce everyone to one of our Attractions Magazine correspondents, Lauren. Lauren, thank you for joining us. Uh, Please introduce yourself uh, to all of our viewers and listeners. Yeah, like you said, I'm Lauren. I've been a Disney annual pass holder now. I just hit 12 years. Um, So I love talking all things theme parks, Marvel, Star Wars, all of it. So I'm very excited to be here. I've been doing freelance writing for Attractions Magazines for a few months now, and I'm just absolutely loving it. So yeah, excited to be here. Well, thank you uh, so much for being here. And we always... Uh, kick off by uh, mentioning something that we have done uh, theme park related in the last week. Um, And I have been hard at work on putting the finishing touches on the 2024 edition of the unofficial guide to Universal Orlando, which is coming to a fine bookstore near you uh, very soon. Um, So I've been running around the Universal uh, Orlando Resort, checking up on all sorts of little fact checks um uh shout out to uh john self another one of our correspondents who uh helped me do a little bit of food research it is always uh horrible having to eat delicious food uh for a living um but uh have you gotten a chance to uh make a a theme park visit recently you know, it's back to school. I haven't oh. been in the last couple of weeks. I will be at Food and Wine tomorrow. But I did Excellent. recently, uh, for my mom's birthday, we celebrated at California Grill. Oh. And if you haven't seen the fireworks from California Grill, highly recommended it. And it was not so scary fireworks. So as soon as I heard Jack's voice, I was like, I got to go home and decorate now. I just, I was so excited. Um, I got to say, I uh, proposed... Uh, to my wife uh, on that roof during the fireworks after uh, a dinner at California Grill. Uh, and, she, and she said yes, even though the ring literally uh, came out of a gumball machine at the Toys R Us and was a <laughs> plastic Disney uh, Disney ring. Um, uh, and I think that those uh, that the food of the California Grill and those fireworks had a, a lot to do with her saying I mean, yeah, nobody could say no to that. That's an awesome experience. Uh, That sounds like so much fun. Um, Well, for the last time, thank you so much for joining us. And I think uh, without any further ado, we should just jump right into the news in the queue. We are going to start off this week in Tokyo, where we finally have attraction names and some details for the new rides, the new restaurants, uh, and the new hotel coming to Tokyo Disney Sea's Fantasy Springs. Uh, this is the eighth themed port at Disney Sea. Uh, port is what they call a land. It's opening up in spring of 2024. Uh, And it has three sections. Um, The first is called Frozen Kingdom, obviously inspired by Frozen. 
and its anchor is going to be more or less a clone of the Frozen Ever After boat ride that we have here in Epcot. Uh, but there it's going to be called Anna and Elsa's Frozen Journey. There's also going to be a Royal Banquet of Arendelle restaurant and Oaken's OK Foods, which is a small snack shop. Um, that uh, is going to be joined by Rapunzel's Forest, which is going to be, uh, I think, the first ever uh, Rapunzel-themed ride. It's called Rapunzel's Lantern Festival, and it lets you experiences, experience Rapunzel's best day ever, falling in love with Flynn Rider on a romantic boat ride. Uh, you can also eat at the Snuggly Duckling. Uh, I, I really wish that was a dinner theater uh, where they would have a whole musical scene. Yeah, uh, we have that on the Disney Magic. We've done that before. It's amazing. The reference um, around everywhere. I, I've seen the videos and I wish I could uh, I could see that uh, firsthand. Uh, this instead will be a counter service restaurant, uh, but it will be themed to the uh, that that tavern from the movie. And finally... Uh, you know, Peter Pan has had a ride in every Magic Kingdom style park just about since the beginning. But now Peter Pan is finally getting his own Neverland. Uh, and that is going to feature Peter Pan's Neverland Adventure, which is a dark ride um, where you're going to explore Neverland with the Lost Kids and Tinkerbell. Um, rescuing John from Captain Hook and the Pirates. Uh, we don't know exactly what kind of dark ride system that's going to be, but there'll also be uh, another restaurant called Lookout Cookout and uh, what looks like a kind of family spinner ride called Fairy Tinkerbell's Busy Buggies. Um, so uh, a lot of attractions and uh, it's impressive that it's a mix of both uh, e-tickets and also the sea tickets. Uh, you know, a lot of times when we get a new land here in Orlando, it seems like we get, you know, the big ride, but we don't get those little rides uh, that help fill out the roster. Um, so this, this really looks like a very complete expansion. Uh, and it is, also includes the Tokyo Disney Sea Fantasy Springs Hotel, 475 rooms integrated into the park. So you'll be able to walk basically straight out of the lobby right into the theme park. Uh, 419 of these rooms are deluxe rooms. Um, and then there's 56 luxury rooms, which means if you uh, have to ask how much they cost, you probably can't afford it. <laughs> uh, but there's going to be a restaurant, a lobby lounge, another restaurant, a gift shop. Um uh, it actually looks like they are going to have a shop attached to the hotel, but that is inside accessible from within the park. Uh, so uh, if you are visiting the park, not staying at the hotel, you still get a, a little peek inside. Um, really impressive expansion. And we have some drone footage on our YouTube channel uh, that gives you a little uh, flyover preview of what is happening there. Um, you know, the only thing I can say is uh, I gotta I gotta get planning on that uh, trip to Tokyo for mm -hmm. 2024. So this is just another another reason uh, why uh, you know hardcore Disney fans say that uh, a trip to Japan is got to be on your bucket list. 
Yeah, it's been on mine for a while. Got to yeah. check it out one day. Uh, which of these uh, attractions, uh, probably not the Frozen Ever After clone, uh, <laughs> but uh, do any of these get you uh, particularly excited? I think Rapunzel does. When Magic yeah. Kingdom got the you know world's prettiest bathroom oh over by Small World. Such a when, waste of an IP. I was so excited. And then when it was just a, a bathroom, I do love sitting there and looking for, you know, if anybody's ever looked around, there's hidden pastels everywhere. So that's super cute. But it's so well done. But uh, to take something that was, uh, you know, a really big hit um, and uh, it's, you know, those characters have just not been used to their full no. extent, certainly in the American parks. Um, I, I really hope that these rides are uh, are hits, are successful, and that they lead uh, to, you know, we've seen the Disney forward plans over at Disneyland, uh, and they had hints of uh, attractions very similar to these uh, possibly coming to Disneyland uh, if that ever, if Disneyland forward ever moves forward. Yeah. Um, so I really, I'm most curious personally about Peter Pan's Neverland um, to see, uh, you know, we've seen Peter Pan's flight kind of evolve over the decades. Um, uh, Disneyland's being the original, uh, but it's gotten some great um, upgrades over the years with lighting and fiber optics. Um, Orlando's is probably the oldest and kind of the, I'd say the lamest at this point, uh, even though it's yeah, still it's incredibly funny. popular. It really has not gotten any updates since the 80s uh of, of significance uh, other than the queue um which if you're using genie plus you don't see the queue and um you know paris has a really nice version of it um and shanghai got a kind of next generation version of it uh but this looks like a whole new ride um i'm 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 also kind of curious if that means that uh peter pan rides coexist in both Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea, or if that means that uh, that Tokyo Disneyland could uh, reclaim that spot for another new IP in the future, maybe who knows? Uh, we'll have to we'll have to get over there and see it in person. Yeah, there you go, personal research. Right. Absolutely, totally necessary. Matt, you heard that. You've got to you've got to pay for that. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, also Disney news, but a little closer to home, uh, at the Disneyland Resort, uh, couples getting married by Disney weddings are soon going to be able to take a ride in a brand new Cinderella Platinum Coach. Uh, this is obviously inspired by the carriage in the 1950 animated classic, which uh, was recently fully restored in 4K and can be streamed on Disney+. Plus. Uh, as part of the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company, uh, they have built this platinum colored uh, coach uh, in a pumpkin shape. It's got gold highlights, lantern details, scroll work. Um, it is uh, quite beautiful and it can be part of your wedding celebration, uh, whether you want to have an intimate wedding for a couple hundred of your closest friends in front of uh sleeping beauty castle uh or just you know buy out world of color and do it over at dca no problem uh, why not? They, they will accept your disney visa credit card i'm sure <laughs> and uh you can you can ride up in style i will say i uh 
I myself did get married uh, another lifetime ago uh, at the Disney Wedding Pavilion in Orlando. And uh, back then they did have a Cinderella coach that was an option. Uh, we did not go for that. Um, but uh, this one, uh, this one looks even more blinged out than that one. Yeah, it almost looks more like the movie. I've seen the one yeah. like, on the monorail. I've seen a bride yep. getting out of the coach before. Yep. It's very beautiful. Do uh, you ever have a desire to have a Disney wedding? Yes, but my husband is not a Disney adult. Uh, I mean, uh, so uh, we got married on the would, beach. <laughs> you would, Okay, that's well, the beach is always an excellent choice. Uh, yes, uh, my my second time around, we did absolutely not have a Disney wedding. So, and uh, yes, Disney weddings sometimes lead to Disney divorces, but uh, <laughs> I don't think they have a carriage for that. Though that could, if, you know, if Disney wanted to start going into that business, I'm sure they could make a whole lot of money. Uh, I instantly pictured Disney divorce car. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, if uh, you are interested in this uh, for yourself, uh, more information can be found at DisneyWeddings.com. Um, let's talk about something a little less happy than weddings. Let's <laughs> talk about Death Eaters. Yes, if you are a fan, a follower of Lord Voldemort, you'll be happy to know that his Death Eaters uh, are going to be stalking Diagon Alley at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Universal Studios Florida for the first time ever uh, from September 1st through November 4th. Uh, we have seen the Death Eaters appear in Hogsmeade for several years, uh, going along with the dark arts light show that they've done in the past on uh, Hogwarts Castle. That is not happening this year. The light show is down for an extended refurbishment, but instead the Death Eaters are going to be showing up in Diagon Alley. Uh, and those dates, September 1st through November 4th, just happen to coincide with Halloween Horror Nights. However, uh, the information that they've officially released does not specifically say that this is a Horror Nights only event. Um, so these folks might be appearing in the afternoons uh, uh, during day guests, uh, as well as during Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, we might not know until September 1st itself, exactly what their schedule is. But we do know that there have been these boxes, these little stages uh, set up that can pump out fog and have lighting effects uh, planted all around uh, Diagon Alley. So keep an eye out if you're walking through Nocturne Alley, if you're walking through the London waterfront, Carket Market, they could be just about anywhere. Uh, except they're probably not waiting in line for Gringotts, probably. <laughs> but you never know. You never know. Could happen. Uh, have you ever gotten to see the Death Eaters when they've appeared uh, in the past in the parks? I did. They made my friends thrill uh, start crying. <laughs> yes. Oh, I. You know, uh, my my favorite thing I think about Universal, as they say in uh, the horror makeup show. Uh, this isn't Disney. We don't have to be nice to children. Uh, <laughs> and the fact that they are, they are just, they're willing to make a three-year-old cry. And, you know, you, you know, under that mask that they were so happy. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I mean, Mission. she cried after Cosmic Rewind too recently. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. 
she's an easy get. Well, I, Chris Pratt's acting does that to a lot of people. So. I mean, but he's on the two best rides in Orlando, in my opinion. It's so funny. See, I think that him and Donald Gleason need to have like, you know, a, a boxing match because they've both got a ride at um, each resort, and I, I Cosmic Rewind and Velocicoaster are good. But I will put those up against Rise of the Resistance and Gringotts. Okay, that that's fair. Although I and think... and and oh. Chris Pratt, he's only on video, and and his, his the Photoshop job that they did on him in, in Velocicoaster is terrible. But Don Hall Gleason's got a Musin and he's got an animatronic. That's fair. But Rise, I love Rise. I think mm -hmm. it's amazing. But it's Cosmic Rewind. I could do every day. Whereas I, Rise, you can't do every day. I could do Cosmic Rewind every day if I could pick my song. We finally, yeah. uh, my wife and I got to ride it again just the other night. And she finally got to hear uh, her favorite band, Tears for Fears, uh, doing Everyone uh, Wants to Rule the World, which I think is the best song to get on that. I know others disagree. But when I'm by, by myself, I get conga every freaking time. My and that, that I, takes I, it down I, a star I, for me. <laughs> Oh, conga, <laughs> love conga, conga. conga, love you, Gloria, but yeah. only so much conga. And if it's not conga, it's uh, September. I've gotten those two 90% of the time. Yeah, I thought I was cursed. All I was getting was conga the first few <laughs> times I went on it. Uh, well, if you want to be cursed by the Death Eaters, um, you can check out universalorlando.com. Uh, or um, head on over to our YouTube channel. We have some great videos of their past appearances. Uh, I am just, I love the Death Eaters. I think they are great, but I'm hoping someday. Years ago, uh, Michael Curry's team uh, mocked up some um, Dementor puppets that would be worn like a backpack and puppeteered, sort of like the Death Puppet in the... Um, uh, Tales of Beetle, the Bard show that they do in the Wizarding World, and I would love to see giant Dementors uh, stalking the park. That that would be amazing. Even like a light projection too. Would be cool. <sighs> someday, someday, maybe. Um, in other uh, Halloween news, we're gonna head on over to Singapore on the other so side of the world at Resorts World Sentosa. Uh, for Halloween Horror Nights 11, The weekend is coming back, uh, and he is bringing his current world tour after hours till dawn uh, as a nightmare haunted house uh, at Resorts World's Halloween Horror Nights event. Um, uh, everyone knows, of course, uh, The weekend uh, Haunted House was very popular uh, when it was part of Halloween Horror Nights uh, here in the States a couple of years ago. Um, and now uh, he is bringing back a uh, version remixing uh, Mike, Mike Dean, the Grammy winning producer is remixing tracks from both um, uh, after hours and from uh, Dawn FM uh, into one kind of combo haunted house. Uh, so it's a unique version. If you were a fan of the versions they had at Halloween Horror Nights 31 at um, uh, la I'm sorry, that was last year. Feels like two years ago. Uh, if you were a fan of those, uh, you uh, might want to take a trip to Singapore uh, for their sequel. 
They've also got a house based on the Netflix uh, series All of Us Are Dead, uh, which we've talked about before. Uh, that, I believe, is the first time that they've had a uh, Korean horror uh, show turned into a uh, IP for a haunted house. Um, tickets are on sale. Uh, it's a bit cheaper than Horror Nights here in the States. Uh, admission starting at only $79, uh, but it's a shorter event. It doesn't kick off until September 29th, and that runs through November 4th. Um, and if that all seems a little too scary for you, uh, but you happen to be in the neighborhood in Singapore, they also do trick or thrills during the daytime. Uh, running That runs from September 6th through November 5th. And uh, if you've ever wanted to see the minions uh, dressed up as the Universal Monsters uh, or Cookie Monster and uh, the Count and Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street dressed up uh, for the season, um, this is your chance. Uh, they even haul out the Scorpion King, uh, which I really hope looks like that terrible CGI uh, The Rock um from from <laughs> from that mummy movie that like the worst cgi of all time i hope they've like recreated that perfectly for this walk around character um they anyway all these folks are going to be showing up in singapore along with a live uh, a new live percussion show uh that's a kind of battle of the bands between the candy crooks and the lolly bandits um, they've got special Hollywood dining. If you like to eat some spooky eyeball pizzas or zombie chicken, um, and, uh, you can get uh, a ticket with daytime admission and a special trick or thrills meal, uh, for only $98 for adults. Um, and they are going to throw in a pumpkin bucket. Uh, this was my favorite little tidbit of this. Um, they have a candelicious store there. And for nine bucks, your kids get three scoops of trick-or-treat candy, as much as they can scoop in a single scoop. Uh, I, I imagine this Lord of the Flies kind of competition with kids elbowing each other out of the way to, like, grab the biggest scoop and try to cram as much in their bag as they can. It just warms my heart. Probably a lot of crying, too, I'm sure. Pro oh, definitely some crying going on. Uh, it's because it's not universal unless a child is crying. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, if you want to plan a trip uh, to check all this out, uh, you, you probably want to start planning pretty quick because this is all starting real soon. Uh, like we said, starting um, uh, September 29th for their scary stuff and starting September 6th for their not so scary stuff. And I'm sure MEI and or Mouse Fan Travel could help you plan that trip because I probably wouldn't go all the way to Singapore without the help of a travel agent if it's your first time. A uh, little closer to home, Legoland Brick or Treat is coming up soon. And for this year's Halloween celebration at Legoland Florida, they've got a brand new monster character candy experience that sounds like quite a bit of fun. Uh, if uh, you haven't heard us talking about it before, um, Brick or Treat uh, uh, has uh, it takes place Saturdays and Sundays between September 16th and October 29th. Uh, it is included in your regular park admission or your annual pass, so no extra fee for that one. 
And uh, the new additions uh, for the Monster Party this year, uh, they've always got fireworks. They got live shows. They've got some ride overlays and trick or treating. Uh, we've got to full details on all the past years. Um, the big new addition this year is uh, the Mad Scientist Interactive Experience. Uh, every evening of the event, they are turning the 4D theater into a Mad Scientist laboratory. Um, so it is a combination of a dance party, a candy trail, an interactive character experience uh, with either the Lego Wolf Guy or Lego Square Foot. I think Square Foot might be their ripoff of Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> not ripoff. Uh, um, not non-protected, non-trademarked tribute. Um, <laughs> Their parody. <laughs> um, but uh, you know the fun thing about this is uh, so this is something that I really liked um, that uh, they do out in Disneyland with uh, some of their hard ticket. Um, Halloween and villains events is they'll set up in a soundstage uh, where you've got a queue for a candy trail. But while you're waiting for your candy, there's lights, there's music, and there's a live actor um, doing, you know, heckling the audience, being interactive, talking with people. So it isn't just I'm standing in line for a meet and greet and then I'm standing in line for candy. It's, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of get get the whole thing all at once. Um, so Good to see that they're leveling up those uh, those character uh, entertainment experiences for this. Um, and of course, they've always got uh, some very Instagrammable treats. Uh, some new ones this year. Uh, you got to love the names. The Donut Wake the Dead Donut <laughs> with Bavarian cream filling. Uh, and uh, ha Happy Harvest Apple Fries. If you have not tried Legoland Apple Fries, you have not lived um, mm. and, uh, this time they are serving them with pumpkin spice, soft serve ice cream. So that would be worth a wait in line for, I think. That sounds delicious. Have you ever made it out to Legoland, Florida? I actually haven't. Um, it's just, you know, it's that little further drive and it is in it's, Florida. The kids go to school. Yeah. So yeah, my yeah, yeah. kids have been, and I haven't. So. Oh, your kids have. Okay. Cause so, they've gone uh, on field trips. Interesting. So what age, uh, what age were your kids when they went there? I think they usually go in fourth grade, maybe fifth okay. grade. So it might've changed because of COVID because all the kids were doing all the field trips and once they got back, but yeah, sure. in elementary school. So my son hasn't been, but he'll be in a few years. I'm sure maybe I'll chaperone that one. We'll yeah. see. Well, I, you know, I, um, I've been there, uh, multiple times over the years, uh, often for a media event. So we're with other media folks and I don't feel quite so awkward. Um, I gone out there a couple times for non-media and, uh, I always try to recruit, uh, someone with a kid because it, it's, it feels a little weird as a, uh, you know, child listed adult to just be, uh, wandering around place yeah. that is very much family focused, uh, more so Peppa Pig. Um, yeah, go, go, go to Peppa Pig as a childless man and uh <laughs> just, people are looking at you yeah. yeah um but uh you know i have an invitation to uh brick or treat this year um uh, that i've I, you know all of my friends who had kids uh they've all outgrown the legoland mm -hmm. age so i need to uh re recruit some some more toddlers to <laughs> be yeah, able to take a drive out there with me it really is and they do they do a fantastic job and of course uh shout out as always to uh our former uh show host and and good friend banks lee uh out there doing great work uh with uh pr for 
Legoland. Yeah. Well, with so many adults collecting and building Legos still, you'd think that they would start areas where they yep. could market towards adults. I think I yeah. know more adults that build Legos than I do kids. I, and I will say that, um, you know, my you should not let my awkwardness hold you back. Uh, it doesn't matter what age you are. The mini land, the, the models of the different cities that they built, mm. uh, astounding, an incredible piece of work. Uh, I just say that uh, as someone my, my size, uh, riding some of the rides, not necessarily that like comfortable knees up to chest, yeah <laughs> so some of them are a little bit of a tight fit just a, just a little but the uh the pirate boat ride they have plenty of room and that one is is gorgeous that is that is worth the trip taking out there uh moving on uh to more spooky theme park news this one blew my mind <laughs> Zombie, Wonder Woman, and more deceased superheroes are coming to Warner Brothers Movie World in Australia. Uh, unfortunately, this is not happening on our side of the mm -hmm. planet, and I wish it was, uh, because they are uh, killing off the the Justice League <laughs> and resurrecting them, Amazing. much much like uh, Zack Snyder and James Gunn uh <laughs> here's, here's hoven yes sorry uh yeah um they are bringing uh horror versions of dc superheroes to fright nights in queensland australia um asking will the justice league be the ones to save the earth or will they be the ones to end it so they've released this uh really nifty little 20 second teaser clip that is totally like, uh, you know, Wonder Woman meets The Walking Dead. Uh, you got you to gotta watch it. We got a link on our website. Uh, they've got, it looks like they've got four other uh, videos that are going to be released on this theme. But this is all inspired, if you are not a comics nerd, um, there was a, a DC series called Deceased. Uh, this ran in 2019. Uh, you know, Marvel kind of beat them to the punch with their marvel zombies uh series they've had for for many years um so this was kind of like a dc version of uh what happens if uh if a virus infects the earth and turns all the superheroes into zombies uh now you will get to experience that in person um when uh presumably superman batman uh the flash and uh of course wonder woman um come to life or to death uh at fright nights um this event is running august 6th through the 28th um it's on fridays and saturdays plus thursday the 26th uh they've in addition to this new deceased maze they've also got another uh, circus themed maze that is uh coming and a maze based on the movie the conjuring uh that's a, a returning maze uh, they've also got some scare zones, uh, escape rooms, live shows, and uh, a chance to ride uh, their roller coasters like Superman Escape. Um, admission starts at $89. Uh, they've got a Fright Nights season pass. Um, eight event nights for $500. I would say that makes the Russia Fear Passes at Universal sound like a bargain. Um but I guess if you are out in Australia, you do not have a lot of different options for a big theme park uh, Hall Halloween event. So um, 
Uh, there are add-on tickets, of course, for front of line access and the escape rooms. Um, you know, this kind of blew my mind. Uh, I don't know, Lauren, if you were around uh, back in 2002, 2003, when uh, Islands of Adventure was uh, host to Halloween Horror Nights, and they very briefly had uh, Marvel themed haunted houses. And oh my gosh, uh, those got shut down. <laughs> yeah, I was actually there in 2002. You um, were. I'm I someone was. else who remembers. Yes. <laughs> I wish they, I'm so upset they don't have it anymore because I was not really into comic books then and I mm -hmm. am now. Yeah. So I know the background of all the characters and I read the comics and oh, I wish so much they would do that again. This is when I read this article, I was jealous. I'm not anywhere near Australia. This sounds amazing. So, uh, yeah, if if you don't know what we're talking about, um, uh, when they introduced zombie Captain America at uh, Disney California Adventure a few years, uh, a year or two back, um, we uh, I did a little throwback article uh, uh, dated in 2021. Uh, but you can still find this at attractionsmagazine.com. And uh, these are some photos and some reminiscences I had from uh, this infamous year where they had a uh, Halloween Horror Nights land uh, scare zone and maze uh, based around uh, Marvel Comics. Uh, they had a Maximum Carnage haunted house uh, that there's actually some video footage that uh, we've embedded here. Um, that involved going through and seeing all the Marvel heroes dead. Uh, my clearest memory of it is uh, Wolverine has been uh, like crucified, like chained up, tied up to a wall, like uh, spread eagled, and his claws have been ripped out of his hands and shoved into his heart. Hmm. Like, how'd they get away with that? Well, they didn't get away with that. That did not make an appearance, a uh, return appearance. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he was okay. It's Wolverine. Oh, yeah. It's Wolverine. He's good. He's fine. Adamantium, he's going to heal right back up. Uh, yeah. Know, mutant healing factor. It's all good. I mean, he'll have bone claws now instead of Adamantium, but it's he'll all, be fine. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, anyway, uh, if you uh, want more information about this, uh, check out the posting on our website at attractionsmagazine.com and keep an eye on Warner Brothers World Australia's website for more of those video clips. Uh, and then uh, for something completely different, uh, you know, a lot of uh, people's theme park trips recently have been interrupted by weather. Uh, we've had tropical hurricanes on the West Coast, which we never have. We've got a major tropical storm, possibly a Category 3 hurricane coming into Florida, like today, tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah. And so it seems like the perfect time for SeaWorld and Busch Gardens to announce a new policy across their entire chain. Their whether or not weather guarantee is uh, stepping it up from what some other theme parks have offered. Uh, for instance, we've seen in the past Universal Orlando has a policy where if there is a named storm event uh, or a official disaster that you can get a, uh, a refund on your vacation package. Well, with this, SeaWorld is offering park goers a, uh, a free return ticket, basically a, a 
a BOGO ticket uh, to return within 12 months at no charge uh, to all SeaWorld parks. That means SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, Sesame Place, Aquatica, Discovery Cove. And uh, here's here's the interesting thing. This does not just in, uh, apply to if there's a big storm and the park closes entirely or closes early. This also, if there's just your average normal Orlando thunderstorm and the rides are closed for more than one hour, you can come back another day. But the biggest change, I think, uh, and I think the thing that really shows where the future of theme parks is going is if the temperatures read a heat index of 110 degrees or above. And this is one that I think that SeaWorld might end up giving away a lot of free tickets with this one because I'm looking at my AccuWeather forecast on my phone and I'm seeing it hitting 110, 111, 113 for the real feel, the feels like heat index day after day after day this week. Um, so I think that if, if you're a guest, you're, 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 willing to uh you know follow these requirements to show up on a day when it is this hot or this rainy um you're basically getting two tickets for the price of one yeah have you uh have you had any of your theme park plans uh, especially this past summer uh changed because of the rain or especially because of the heat because i know heat, i have yeah the kids have wanted to go less mm -hmm. So Absolutely. You know, uh, as an annual pass holder, um, I, you know, I love being able to, especially in August, uh, when, uh, you know, kids uh, in, I think in Florida go back to school insanely early as someone mm -hmm. who grew up in New Jersey, where you did not go back to school before Labor Day. Like that was it, you know, right. a day, you know, the, the Tuesday after Labor Day, fine, you're back in school. But kids here are like back in, in school on August 2nd, practically, yeah. um, which is great for us grownups who have an annual pass. Like August used to be, uh, you know, especially the, the last two weeks of August, amazing for visiting the theme parks because of low wait times. They do, you know, Universal does their annual pass holder appreciations. There's all sorts of discounts. But, you know, I have to either rope drop and then leave the park by like 10 a.m or not show up until like five or six o'clock and a lot of the parks close at seven or maybe eight so you get an hour or two and even then it's still hot <laughs> at eight o'clock at night it's still 90 degrees out um yeah. you know trying trying to um you know i i've, I've mentioned it before in the podcast uh sea world was generous enough to invite us out for their craft beer festival um, and I did one lap around the park and I had to leave half of my free beer and food credits unused, uh, just crawl back to the, my, the air conditioning because I just, just can't do it. So, um, kudos to SeaWorld for making this offer. Um, and I'm very curious to see their annual report in another quarter or their quarterly report in another, you know, three months to see how this uh, is impacting their bottom line. I yeah. guess, I guess they're giving away the ticket, but the expectation is that person will come back and they'll spend money on parking. They'll spend money on food. Um, so, you know, 
uh, they're they're probably not going to lose money on it. Yeah, I will say we do not go to the parks in the summer without those water bottle fans, which no. I got one. You know, I ended up buying everyone this bed, year. Everyone, the, everyone has neck the, the neck thing that like yeah sits right on your neck. Um, yeah. yeah, people people have always looked at me like I was crazy because I almost always wear uh, long pants and uh, usually long sleeves too to the park. And I'm like, I'm cooler having myself covered and not having the sun directly on my skin. And then you're not sunburned. And then, and I, yeah, and I'm not, you know, because no matter how much sunscreen you use, it's going to make it through. Uh, like even when I go to Volcano Bay, like I wear, I wear the the UV protective like yeah. rash guard thing and everything because, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta take it seriously. By the time you realize that you've got heat stroke, it is way too late. Yeah. And for people who aren't used to Florida weather, it can hit you quick. Oh my God. But I end up spending more in the summer though, because we end up hiding in air conditioning and ordering cold treats. That That is, you know, um, I will say uh, every uh, uh, counter service restaurant, indoor food and dining location at Disney and Universal will give you free ice water. Um, and uh you know, they uh, find where the shows are, uh, the indoor self-paced attractions, um, things that you can like go into and just sort of like hide and relax in a corner for a while. Mm -hmm. um, they're like, uh, you know, I, I always say um, uh, because I'm, I'm a universal person more than a, a Disney person. If it's a bad day, you want to be going to studios and not IOA. Because IOA, like you are going to melt waiting in those lines. At studios, almost everything is shaded or indoors. Uh, but IOA, you're you're gonna you're gonna be uh, like, just like a, a pile of cinders by the yeah. end of the morning. At the Universal, you have the pub. That's a great place to go. Oh yeah, in. Finnegan's. Yes, uh, though uh, hydration does not mean alcohol. Very <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, Guinness is great uh, calorie wise, but not necessarily hydration wise. Right. I was um, uh, doing a, a little hotel hop and taking the water taxi at uh, Universal uh, just two days ago. And the, the captain who may have been fired for saying this said, uh, you know, uh, make sure you drink water and not alcohol uh, because alcohol does not hydrate you. If you want to challenge that test, uh, we have uh, EMS and first aid standing by for you. Um, yeah, people, people drop every day because they thought they were going to uh, hydrate with beer or liquor instead of water. And it's, yeah, even even works. energy drinks like 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 Red Bull will not hydrate you. Mm -hmm. um, so if you've got uh, if you got those freestyle cups, um, stick with uh, the the I, I do the vitamin waters and the power aids um, more than the carbonated soda because uh, the carbonation is also not great for hydration. I heard Beverly hydrates real well. Oh yeah, Beverly. Go Beverly. yes, go to Epcot and just shots of Beverly for everyone. Yep, you won't regret it. I actually really love the the Russian cucumber soda, and I feel bad every time. So do it's I. Russian. They took it away for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, that conversation went way <laughs> off the rails. But if you want more information about SeaWorld's weather policy than I gave you here, because that was 
not it. Uh, <laughs> go visit my SeaWorld.com <laughs> for all the details. Um, and um, <laughs> in other news, um, let's head on over to Six Flags over Georgia. Um, speaking of SeaWorld, SeaWorld Orlando had their new surf coaster, the Pipeline, debut this year. Well, Six Flags over Georgia is getting a surfing coaster of their own, but this one's a little bit different. Uh, for one, this one is making a big splash uh, with an actual splash zone. Uh, so it's a surfing coaster where you may get wet. Um, it's going to be a unique shuttle design coasting back and forwards over 600 feet of track, going up to 60 miles an hour uh, with a peak height of 144 feet. Uh, and the whole thing is going to be mounted on a spinning surfboard style contraption. This looks like a weird combination of a uh, sort of like a disco um and one of these spinning flyer rides it's it's kind of a mutant <laughs> it looks terrifying um, I think. yes <laughs> so you are sitting in a, a circle there are two groups of people sitting in circles facing outwards um a kind of around a uh, i don't know like, a know, like yeah with your with your feet hanging uh sort of dangling above a surfboard or skateboard shaped device and this whole thing is going to be on a track um so it looks like you are going to uh it does not have an older for the shoulder restraint it looks like just a lap and thigh restraint so right there is going to give you uh they say it will allow comfort safety and a feeling of freedom uh, hopefully you will not be freed from the seat entirely um but uh you are going to experience um three weightless moments uh and four times being spun up in the air um it, it's it's this is going to be a tough one to explain until you actually see it in motion uh it's you know not quite what we think of as a traditional coaster because it's sort of a shuttle design but it's way too big to just call it a flat ride um, so this is, this is going to open in 2024 and, uh, you can, uh, start investing now in pass holder options, uh, over at sixflags.com slash over Georgia. Uh, they, uh, their website will keep you posted on this new experience. What do you think? Are you going to give this one a try? I mean, I love, you know, Velocicoaster and some of the thrill rides, but this one really just, we, I'm not big on the tummy drops and this one, I, it looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I am almost, I'm okay with things that push me forward very, very fast or go backwards very, very fast. Uh, but it's, it's the swinging things. Um, like I just remember as a kid, those, uh, like pirate ship type rides or the looping starship yeah. they had at six flags uh in new jersey they had that uh looping uh shuttle uh you know space shuttle thing that uh always terrified me way too much to get on um and uh so this this one uh this will take a little bit of nerve to try but uh, yeah. i'm sure carly is going to make fun of me for saying it looks scary when she gets back she'll be like well, I mean, worse? i'll back you <laughs> i don't like tower of terror either though i just don't like the drops right. but i mean it's definitely for the thrill seeker 
Yes. Oh, this is definitely yeah. Um, this is definitely for the thrill seeker. Now, uh, what what would be interesting if we combined uh, Sea World's say uh, Sea World's design with the stand up? You know, mm. can you imagine if you put that on this? Mm. Uh, that would really do some damage to the male anatomy because uh, <laughs> I tell you, pipeline for me was pretty much a one and done. I have not. Uh, I haven't I've done not, that one. Have not healed up enough to try that one again. Well, now I'm curious. Why well, won't have the same issues? So you, I you, I, I would, um, I would recommend taking some uh, ballet classes to learn how to plie. Ah. Um, it's all about uh, flexing the knees, um, kind of landing in your toes, and then, you know using them as a shock absorber. You don't want to come down hard on your heels, and you definitely don't want to come down hard on your groin I all right so that mistake stretching the line oh yeah definitely stretching okay. honestly there should be like a training course uh as a pre-show yeah uh okay um <laughs> and now uh we you I, I don't know what it is i just keep going off on tangents uh you are <laughs> maybe it is you are not a good influence on me <laughs> all right all right it. SpongeBob. Well, we are going to wrap up the news in the queue. Uh, we've got one last story, and this one makes me excited because I, uh, am, among the other books I work on, is The Unofficial Guide to Las Vegas. And I am always excited to be able to include a new theme park attraction in that book. Uh, and the next edition will be able to include a brand new SpongeBob SquarePants Dark Ride, uh, which is coming to the Circus Circus Resort. This is a $6 million investment um, coming from Sally Rides, uh, which they are uh, well known for building high quality dark rides just in this last year. Um, they build an uncharted escape ride, uh, dark ride in um, Spain, uh, as well as uh, worked on a new uh, dark ride Cannery Row in California. Um, so this one is based on the popular Nickelodeon animated series. And, uh, I am really excited because they say it's not going to just include, uh, sets and special effects and projections, but it will have animatronics. So we will hopefully get to see a full-sized animatronic SpongeBob. Um, uh, the, uh, plot of this ride uh, you and four other people are going to be seated in a vehicle, uh, and Mr. Krabs is going to invite you to try your luck at his collection of Carnival Midway games, uh, but then Plankton uh, interrupts the fun uh, by stealing the Krabby Patty secret recipe. So uh, this sounds a little bit like the theme of Toy Story Mania, but instead of just shooting at flat screens, uh, there will be actual physical environments to go through. Um, now, you might, if you're familiar with Circus Circus, you know that uh, this is a family-friendly resort that has become a little run down over the years. But they uh, are in the middle of this $25 million, reno $25 million renovation. It has really spruced the place up. Uh, the the exterior, the the iconic pink and white big top, has gotten a much needed repaint. 
Um, they have freshened up uh, the Adventure Dome in the Midway. Uh, they've got some new video games. Um, and this is uh, this big addition is actually not coming inside the Adventure Dome itself. Uh, from this video uh, that uh, local news channel 8 got to take a little preview inside, uh, we can see it looks like this is inside what used to be a Warner Brothers uh, cartoon uh, Chuck Jones Tribute Museum uh, that was short-lived, um, and it's been sitting empty for quite a while. Uh, it's a substantial space. Like, you can build a uh, Disney-sized dark ride in this. And it is right across from the entrance to the Adventure Dome. Uh, so they haven't announced the pricing or anything, but it seems reasonable that um, you'll be able to either ride this just a la carte uh, or maybe buy a combo ticket uh, that will let you both uh, experience the Adventure Dome rides. Uh, they've got a great... Um, El Loco um, little compact uh, coaster there. Um, so you could get to experience the Adventure Dome and experience uh, this new SpongeBob SquarePants ride. Um, are you a Vegas fan? Have you been out to Vegas and visited, ever visited Circus Circus yourself? So I've actually only been there once and we stayed at Circus Circus. <laughs> Perfect. It was, yeah, it was back in 2017. Uh, okay. And, uh, so I you were sort of there around uh, that's before they started their much needed yeah. rounds of refurbs. Definitely. My kids loved it. But yes. it, when you just said they were refurbishing it, that made me ha more willing to want to go mm -hmm. back. But I've never yeah. I've never done Vegas without the kids. So one yeah. day, um, you know, it's interesting. I I first became interested in Vegas when I was uh, in in high school uh, and college. Uh, before I was old enough to gamble in Vegas, um, they, you know, Vegas went through this phase where they wanted to be like Disneyland with adults. Um, mm -hmm. And they uh, had this period in the uh, 90s where they built an MGM Grand theme park and they built the Star Trek experience, which I still think is the best theme park experience. Uh, ride not inside a theme park that's ever been built anywhere and you had rides in the Luxor and you had uh, Circus Circus or not Circus Circus uh, Caesar Palace with uh, an IMAX ride and it was a real renaissance for theme park attractions that were uh, truly like you know not just like kids rides that adults could enjoy but were adult rides that kids could enjoy yeah. Um, and that did not last. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't last to the end of the 90s, really. Uh, but, you know, by the early 2000s, most of that stuff was starting to die. I'm glad I got to see uh, by the end of the 2000s. Um, I think uh, Star Trek was was the last real thing that uh, got taken away. And I'm, I'm glad I got to see it during its closing year. But um I would love to see, you know, a revival. I think we are sort of getting a revival. Uh, if you look at something like Area 15, uh, that wasn't there when you were there in 2017, but that would be a great thing. Take a return trip out to Vegas with your kids uh, a couple of years. They're a little bit older and they can enjoy. Area 15 has Meow Wolf, which is amazing. Oh, we did that um, in New Mexico, I believe. Yes, yes. So the one in Vegas is uh, the same, you know, a lot of the same people. There's some thematic ties, but the Vegas one is just uh, um, just amazingly well done. 
Uh, and there's a lot of other fun things. Uh, they're also building a permanent Halloween Horror Nights. Universal's putting that out there. Oh, that's so amazing. A lot of uh, really great, um, you know, theme park style experiences slowly coming back to Vegas, uh, which makes me happy to see because I get to go out and write about them. Yeah, that's um, awesome. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our news in the queue for this week. Um, we've got one last big story to talk about. And boy, we have talked for a full hour. So uh, thank you for running a little over with me. Um, before we hit our final story, uh, it is time to hear a word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! All right, and for this week's main attraction, Nightmares Revealed has given us a preview of Knott's Scary Farm's 50th anniversary. And, you know, I know that here on the podcast, often uh, Halloween Horror Nights Universal or the uh, events that are at Disney end up getting uh, most of the love. But the original, the first, the OG is Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, they have been doing theme park Halloween for 50 years, uh, and they did a very special preview event. Um, our show producer, Jeff DePauly, uh, got to give us some great photographs uh, of this preview. Uh, also, no friend of the show, Eric O, was out there, I believe. Um, and uh, we've got a little teaser here of three new mazes that are coming to Knott's Scary Farm. Uh, the first is called Cinema Slasher. Um, it takes guests into the silver screen for a silver screen for a trilogy of slasher movies. Um, the second one is the Chilling Chambers, and this one is for uh, the longtime fans because it's ten Chilling Chambers, uh, giving a nostalgic nod to the past. Uh, there is a character called the Keeper, who is the caretaker of Not Scary Farm's history and is going to take you through classic maze themes uh, from past seasons. Uh, and the final new one is called Room 13. Uh, it is a prohibition era speakeasy with a de dangerously delicious new cocktail called the Devil's Elixir. Uh, glowing green uh, must be absinthe based, I'm guessing. Um, and this aperitif is going to um, take its drinkers um, to the heart of the extravagant Argive Hotel, uh, where you can check out anytime you like but can never leave <laughs> uh <laughs> we've also got a brand new scare zone called the gauntlet featuring the king and queen of the mystic realms uh dr cleaver returns uh that's a live show um but the big news uh the thing that has everyone in the haunt community talking is the return of the hanging 
the hanging uh, has evol evolved over the years into a very raunchy, raucous, politically incorrect parody show where they would kill celebrities um, who had done uh, annoying things in pop culture over the past year. Uh, this was phased out uh, when the pandemic hit and did not come back. Uh, a lot of people saying that, uh, you know, it's not acceptable in today's culture. Well, they are very much leaning into it. They're calling it the hanging uncancelled. Um, they are very much going to be in your face about um, being disrespectful. Um, uh, and this is taking place inside the Wagon Camp Theater. Uh, there are very limited shows. If you want to see this, you are going to have to line up for it. You are going to have to invest a chunk of your night in seeing this. And you're going to miss out on other stuff if you want to see this. So if the only reason you want to see it is to complain about how terrible it is, <laughs> don't bother. Go do something else. Okay? You, you, this is, you, they are making it very clear who this is for and who it's not for. So, uh Something else I think that is for just about everyone, though, is their food. Uh, Knott's always does amazing, amazing food for their food festivals. Thankfully, this one does not have boysenberry in every single freaking dish. Uh, but you do have spaghetti pie, killer funnel cakes, gator sausage, um, and a Boo Fest dinner package uh, where you can sample it all uh, for one price. Um, and finally, I uh, got to give a shout out to merch. Uh, you got the usual T-shirts and blinky cups. Uh, but this year they have a special interactive light up lanyard lantern. Uh, it call, costs $40 and interacts with elements throughout the entire event. And I sure hope they do better with that than the light up skull things that Universal tried selling a few years ago because... Those were literally being sold for pennies on the dollar. Um, I think if I was to go, the, uh, the the thing I would bring home would be their custom board game, Scary Farmopoly. <laughs> I wonder what uh, boardwalk and park place are on that board. They love their puns. They do a good job with it. They do. They, they are very into their... Uh, you know, there, uh, what I like about Knott's Berry Farm is, uh, you know, Universal kind of takes itself very seriously. It's like dark harm uh, and scary farm. It's like, yes, it's it's scary and gory, but it's also kind of goofy and old fashioned about it, too. Yeah. Uh, and if you ap appreciate that kind of goofy, old fashioned side to it. Uh, they have a legacy store and museum um, where you can relive. Uh, trip down memory lane, um, including tributes to Elvira and uh, Seymour, the master of the macabre. Um, yeah, they, the uh, Knott's Berry Farm has always had kind of like an old uh, late night horror host, you know, the kind of like black and white movies, you know, that's it's like it, the Crypt Keeper kind of stuff. Yeah, spooky, but also kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of the spirit that, that Knott's has been known for. Uh, and that spirit is also embodied by the Keeper. Uh, I mentioned this is their new character inspired by their past. Uh, you can meet him in the Chilling Chambers maze. Um, and uh, folks who, who attended this event also got a lights-on tour of the Curse of Calico maze. Um, 
and uh, lights on tours are always super cool. So um, if you want to participate, if you want to know more about the 50th anniversary of Knott's Scary Farm, head on over to knots.com slash events slash scary dash farm. Uh, or better yet, head on over to MEI and Mouse Fan Travel and help have them help you book your trip out there. Um, like I said, this all kicks off on September 21st and runs on select nights throughout September and October. Uh, have you ever done not scary farm or any of the other west coast haunt events i haven't i haven't even done not scary farm i went out to disneyland for spring break and the kids didn't want to do another full day at the theme park. Uh, it's but i mean know, i can really... understand that but knots is definitely definitely worth a visit uh you know if you obviously you got to do disneyland first but knots is kind of like visiting what Disneyland in, was like in an alternate dimension. If it had not been like, if Michael Eisner had never come in, you know, if not, if Disneyland had stayed kind of like a small family operation, like it was in the fifties, mm -hmm. you know, just grown organically like that. That's what knots might, what, well, what Disneyland might be like today. I've done a couple of the articles and every time I do mm -hmm. it, I'm like, I need to go to this park. I need you to do absolutely this. do. And you know, I love peanuts as well. Oh yes. Um, they do such a good job with their peanuts land too. But yeah, room 13. I love that concept of the prohibition. Cause that's where yes. we got cocktails and that just, that's so unique and so clever of a, a, a maze idea. So yes. add that into another one of the theme park bucket list items. That <laughs> you know, I always, uh, it's interesting how ideas for mazes kind of percolate and you'll see a concept in one theme park then picked up, you know, later in another. Uh, Universal had a um, prohibition speakeasy haunted house not too long ago uh, that kind of had a witches. Uh, I think the witches were like using the the speakeasy to like distribute their potions or something. <laughs> and I, I was not, uh, I, I thought it was a great idea that wasn't fully executed. So I would love to see knots do their take on, on the same sort of idea. Anyway, uh, if you do make it out to, uh, knots Berry farm, uh, please let us know how the event is. Um, and in the meantime, you can check out, this great article with these fantastic photos from Jeff on attractionsmagazine.com. Uh, before we end things up, uh, as always, we are going to take a quick look through our comments to say hi to some of our listeners and viewers uh, who joined us for the live broadcast. Um, Timothy Schnarr uh, was listening while he was at work. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't get in trouble with your boss. Enweiser, uh, mm -hmm. always in to say hi. Thank you. Um, John Self, uh, thank you, John, for your research assistant. Um, uh, I know it's a tough job, but someone's got to eat it. Uh, hope you had a great day at Magic Kingdom today. Um, and... Uh, Gonk was there to uh, give his approval to Neverland, but still waiting for an Aladdin carpet ride and a Pocahontas water ride. Well, Ooh, uh, we have a very lame Aladdin spinner magic carpet ride at Magic Kingdom. But yes, a real dark ride would be great. And a Pocahontas log flume. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think uh, if 
Splash Mountain was going to get turned into uh, a Pocahontas ride. Uh, that that maybe that could have happened, but now we've got Princess and the Frog coming in. So Tiana, I think, uh, stole stole Pocahontas's opportunity there. Um, have I ever seen? Enwise uh, are asking if I ever seen the movie Peter Pan. I have seen Disney's Peter Pan and many other Peter Pans. Uh, but not in quite a while. It would be one I'd have to pull off the shelf before I headed back over there. Um, and uh, Michael Bingham checking in to say he has not been to uh, Universal in a while. Uh, yes, you got to make your plans for Halloween, Michael. Um, all right. Well, that just about brings us to the end of this week's comments. Uh, of course, once again, I want to thank our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, as always. I want to thank each and every one of you who has gone to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to us, to leave us a rating. Uh, those uh, ratings and reviews really do help spread the word. Um, and please head on over to Attractions Magazine uh, or search for Attractions Magazine in whatever social media uh, device you are using these days. Um, if you want to follow, uh, all of our news and information, Lauren, uh, if folks want to find you, where can they keep up with you? Uh, well, my personal account is the hoppy mommy, like happy, but hoppy. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and I'm on the TikTok, which my kids had to show me how to use. And I do a lot of local beer and a lot of local Disney stuff. Um, okay, Boomer, we're calling it X now, not Twitter. <laughs> you know what? I still sometimes call Hollywood Studios MGM, so it's going to take me a while to get there. Hey, it will always be MGM to us. There you go. Um, well, you can find me on socials at S. Kuberski, and more importantly, you can find uh, my books at theunofficialguides.com. Uh, and most importantly, until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, and have fun thank you so much for joining me lauren uh we hope to have carly back very soon but uh until then uh thank you so much for helping out and uh thank you all for watching have a great day